Today's sponsor is Audible. With an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original audio shows, news, comedy, and more, get a free audiobook with a 30-day trial at audible.com slash decode. Recode Radio presents Recode Decode, hosted by Kara Swisher, powered by digital media. Hi, I'm Kara Swisher, executive editor of Recode. You may know me as the person who won the Tour de France by riding the whole way in an Uber, but in my spare time, I talk about tech, and you're listening to Recode Decode, a podcast about tech and media's key players, big ideas, and how they're changing the world we live in. You can subscribe to Recode Decode at iTunes.com slash Recode Decode, and while you're there, leave us a review. Today in the red chair is Yoni Feng, the CTO of Peloton, which makes a spin bike for the home and broadcasts daily spinning classes over the internet to the bike. It's a really interesting trend and in fact is very popular among techies. He's been with the company since 2012 and previously worked for Cisco, Skype, and Ticketfly. Yoni, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Karen. So I was in New York and I got an email from your PR person and I've always been interested in Peloton, so I was very happy I was able to talk to you here. Because it's sort of in a genre, an interesting genre of the Internet of Things, but in a wholly different way. So why don't you explain what you're doing and how it's different in the, in the exercise space? Certainly. The idea of Peloton is that you're taking a uh, high-energy group fitness class, uh, in this case, on an uh, indoor cycle, and, and trying, to, trying to recreate that distributed ecosystem energy that, that you're generating in, in a classroom setting into a distributed uh, geographically different people. So people take, are out everywhere taking these people classes. People are everywhere, virtually taking this class everywhere and, and kind of transferring that, that same level of energy in a single classroom, but to you know hundreds or thousands of people who are taking it uh, in remote locations and dispersed. But at the same time, they're all brought together so by this How uh, is that so much different than there used to be shows on television, exercise shows that people followed along with? Or, you know, you, you're not as old as I am, but Jane Fonda had a series of videos that were super popular workout videos that people did at home. What is the difference from your perspective of what you're doing? So in the traditional broadcast where you're, you're, you're looking at uh, exercise routines on the television screen, it's more one directional. You're looking at the instructions they're telling on, you to do X, Y, Z. They have them on Xbox and things like that. Yeah. Or P90X, yeah. uh, the, the routine, high energy, uh, high, high interval. In our, in our case, it's that, but so much more because you are looking at other people who are not just those actors, actresses, or fitness professionals on screen, you're also looking at other people just like yourself and what they're doing, their stats, their metrics from their bikes, and how you rank up against them. So it's kind of merging the world of the social media, uh, massive of more people. So you're in a class, essentially. You're in a class, but not. You're at home doing right. this. So explain what you do. You you buy the bike for, what is it, almost $2,000, correct? Correct, $1,995. Right. Okay, good, $2,000. <laughs> um, and then you pay a monthly fee like you would to a gym for the videos, and, and they're they're from where? Explain where they're from. Yeah, certainly. So, so you, have a, you have a pad on the, on the bike, correct? Like a wireless pad. Yes, there's a console attached to the bike uh, that is gathering the metrics from the bike itself. Um, you're paying $39 per month of subscription fee. And uh, we are generating the content. We're live broadcasting the content from our New York indoor cycling studio, mm-hmm. a production studio. So you have a, a studio that people go to. We have a production studio. And think of it as, as kind of like a Saturday Night Live. But there are actual participants in the studio who are taking the classes as their daily routine. Mm-hmm. Uh, we feel that's a good way to transfer the same amount of energy that, that by having live participants in the live streams. We have about... 12 live streams per day happening. 
And this is generated from the studio and broadcast it to everyone uh, who owns a bike at home. So people want to do it live or can they watch it taped? Both. So they can, if it fits their schedule, the whole entire mantra is that you work out on your own schedule. So if it, we have 12 classes per day, if it just so happens to fit your schedule, that's great. Take it live. If it doesn't, you can take it on demand as well. We, we have some of the classes that are put on demand. Uh, so you can select from those that maybe w- was aired this morning at 9 o'clock. So you want to take it again at 9 p.m. tonight because you, you weren't available at, at 9 a.m. this morning. And you want that um, particular class. Exactly. You want that instructor. You want that playlist. You want that, uh, you know, you, you knew your friend took it at 9 a.m., and you want to take that same class at 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, this is an expensive thing, though, $2,039 a month. Who, who, give me the background of thinking of doing this. Yeah, This has been around since 2012, is that right? 2012, yes. Uh-huh. We launched the bike in January 2014. And at that time, we're struggling on, on thinking about the, the pricing for this bike. And we always stuck to our, our core business model, which is subscription. Mm-hmm. We want to focus on the subscription, which is which is vastly different than than your traditional gym equipment manufacturer who is right. just sells trying anything. to sells, trying to make a margin on the first sale like and the Bowflex or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and in my mind, as someone like that, I don't really want people to use it too much because I'm I'm kind of guesstimating a little bit, right. you know, saying that because if you do, there's a chance of breakage or right. or use you know normal use. So right. um, for us, we're we're making this bike and we want people to use it because. The more you use it, um, the more value you get out of it, and the longer you pay subscription. Subscription for. fee. Exactly. So you want to make something exciting for them. Exactly. So, so this bike gets delivered to the home, delivered to the home, but it's still a high price. Who are you? Who are you aiming at? Is it millennials? Is it like rich guys or what? What's the, what's the, <laughs> the people that don't want to go to SoulCycle? Um, so our, you know, what we're targeting is, first of all, the bike. You look at the price point of the bike. Our goal is to make the barrier to entry. Low. Okay. Um, if you look at the quality of the bike and the features on the bike, you look at other types of bike that have the similar features, such as magnetic resistance and a, a poly V belt, and these type of features, there's a certain price point for these features for the bike. Of course, we could have just decided not to have these feature and, and have a you know a $300 bike. But we believe that if you do that, um, the user experience of riding on the bike, it's just so degraded mm-hmm. that you'll just use it once you don't enjoy it you won't enjoy it. It, it it's not an accurate simulation of outdoor cycling and it, you'll get on this bike and you'll say well this is this is like a toy mm-hmm. and and you'll you'll you know okay i spent 300 bucks on this bike and i'm probably never ever going to use it again so that would be detriment to our to our so you're experience. trying to get people to use this online system, essentially, to, to do it. So talk a little bit about what's the technology behind it. It's, an, it's a pad that's wirelessly connected to either live or on-demand streams, just like you'd be watching Netflix or anything else. Yep. So, so there are a few pieces of electronics on this mm-hmm. bike. There's the, uh, there we have, I believe, a total of two sensors on the bike. One is for collecting the RPM mm-hmm. um, and also uh, another one for collecting the resistance. And through that, we calculate the power that you're generating on the bike. Those metrics are, are sent to our console that uh, is running our, our custom operating system. And it is able to then aggregate that metric and data as a hub and send it to our cloud platform for redistribution to everyone who's taking this class at this uh, same time. And how many people time. take a class at the same time? Let's see. Uh, at the same time, our platform have thousands of people taking it at the same time, different classes, of course. I think one of our largest live rides, which usually happens during the winter times when, mm-hmm. when the weather is which is not ideal for, for outdoor cycling, uh, we have more than 500 people taking a live class at the same time. 
So do people then, if you're in the part, you're a participant, which I assume you hire those people to be participants, or maybe you just offer them classes. Um, actually, those are just um, it's in the um, studio. regular people coming in, and they're actually paying for classes. Okay, just uh, like soul cycle, like a soul cycle. Exactly, exactly. And you talk to the people at home. Do they need that? Like, do you suddenly say, Kara, keep up, or something like that? We found that uh, and, is that and, creepy. And initially, we weren't sure if that was a, a good thing or not. Will people mm-hmm. be freaked out by it? Will people just ignore that, or what, what will people do? Will they actually turn the volume down and watch a TV show? Right. Um, what we found over time is that, uh, and, and the way we find out is we have a, a very active Facebook um, group of Peloton writers. They're kind of taking live rides and hoping their name gets called out. Oh. And, and people are kind of like, is my name going to be uh, mentioned, this mm-hmm. this live ride I'm going to take? Right. And when they do, they they kind of post it on Facebook and share that excitement with other people. And, and, and of course, our coaches are also on the Facebook page, and they're, they're communicating, and they're sharing their experiences. Really love that last song. That, that last song really gave me the energy to to push and, and make me break my own personal record. Right. Uh, these type of And then uh, everybody sees those statistics too, correct? Absolutely. But not necessarily your name or if you want it. Correct. Right. The, so, so the only only your username, which could be anything, it's a it's an avatar username, is seen uh, publicly. It's by an other interesting people. thing because, I, for example, I don't I won't go to social because I don't I live in the Castro and there's all these incredibly fit gay men there that I just don't <laughs> want to keep up with and and I don't want them to insult me either. Uh, but I, you sit in the back, you feel have a kind of um, self awareness, a little too much self awareness of yourself when you're in a class. But some people love them. People love the sort of the, the group aspect of it. So I'm wondering if, how it translates when you're by yourself. The idea of because they get all they get kind of cultish in their yep, like obsession yep. with the group and everything else while they're physically there. But how do you manifest that in a, in a when you're alone in an online setting? Yep, yep. So when you're and that was always the the main question in our quest to create this user experience and product. Is it actually going to translate well from a a one classroom setting to you being by yourself in your home gym or your living room or bedroom? And what we found is that the leaderboard and the interaction with the instructor, what they're telling you and talking to you, that combined gives you enough of a translation of the energies that's happening Mm -hmm. along with the broader class. You see people in the background also kind of following the instructions from the instructor in the front, it, it gives you a, a sense that you are part of something you're there, bigger. That you're there, right? Okay. And the leaderboard is, is doing that as well. You see people's number climbing, and you're just like, oh my gosh, this person is beating me. Or if you don't care about the leaderboard, you know, you can just see other people's names shifting up and down right. in, in that sense. And their lo- the, the, the one special thing is their location, actually. You see their username, and you see whatever people put as their location, right? right. I'm from Connecticut. I'm from Florida. I'm from mm. uh, California. Yeah. And you're just like, wow, this is a truly distributed, you know, uh, experience. All right, we'll talk about that and where it's going, where exercise is going when we come back. But first, today's show is brought to you by Audible, which has an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original audio shows, news, comedy, and more. You can listen to that wherever you are, thanks to Audible's free apps for iOS, Android, and Amazon devices. It's not a streaming or rental service. With Audible, you own the books. Yoni, what book should I listen to next? I ask all my guests this. So my experience at Peloton, one of the books that I found most useful was uh, High Output Management by yeah. Andy Grove. What does it say? It's written by the uh, ex-CEO of yes, Intel. just died recently. Yeah, and uh, very much one of, the, I guess, management Bibles. Bibles, and why do you like it? What's it telling you? <laughs> it talks about fundamental concepts, but in addition to fundamental concepts, it actually talks about specific details of scenarios that the author has experienced through his experience in management and intel specifically. Well, he was a legend. 
When you become an Audible member, you get a free book every month, plus a 30% discount on all regularly priced audiobooks. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook of your choice and a free 30-day trial membership. Just go to audible.com slash decode, download a title free, and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audible.com slash D-E-C-O-D-E. That's audible.com slash decode and get started today. We're here with Yoni Fang, who is the CTO of Peloton, which is a bicycle, a spin bicycling business that also has a lot of digital elements. You sit on your bike at home and you take online classes with lots of people who aren't there, which is interesting. Let's talk about where this goes, because this is sort of the beginning of the idea of how exercise changes. I mean, we started with broadcast exercise on television, then videotapes, and then it was on a lot of platforms, all the kind of different things. And now it's moving to this. Talk a little bit about where the technology of this is an Internet of Things kind of play, where that's going. Yeah, certainly. So if you look at the, as you alluded to earlier in the show, where um, the traditional fitness classes, P90X, whatever it might be, broadcasting the one-way communication, engaging people. But this is adding another layer of real-time data while people are participating. If you look at other apps such as Periscope, Facebook Live, people are starting to realize that that the real engagement is actually in live because pe- there's a sense that people are there at that moment in time mm-hmm. and the shared experiences of everyone uh, at that moment in time looking at something and doing something uh, simultaneously about whether absorbing in terms of content or physical activity is a shared experience. Uh, it doesn't matter if two people are 2,000 miles away or right next to each other. So the Internet of Things, the, the metric collection, really gives you the um, data platform for what to share during those live moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, what's important is to really keep in mind what engagement and what experience we're trying to portray in an indoor cycling class. Right. Uh, what is important? Is it heart rate? Is it is it your power that you're generating? Or is it actually how much you're sweating? Right. And how much you're breathing? Right. What do other people care about? So we, there's been a lot of these, the Fitbits, the, the ups, all the things where people are taking using digital means to either share or do teamwork or do better. Where does this go, this concept of exercise with an added digital part? I mean, obviously, heart rate monitors is, have boomed. Um, yep. All kinds of watches. Apple has a watch which hasn't done that well. Um, and I, I think people were surprised how not well it's been doing. Yep. Uh, where do you see the industry going? What is the Where is it headed? I think the industry started by kind of uh, uh, using a, a shotgun approach, saying we're going to track everything that Right. Anyone ever does with everything, right? And I think what, as the sensors and Internet of Things platform mature, the barrier to entry uh, becomes lower. Um, so now you don't have to be a a tech focused engineering company with five thousand engineers in order to produce something uh, that can track your your movements, right? As this become commoditized a little more, companies uh, with specific that traditionally have focused on specific experiences such as Peloton, we focus on the indoor cycling experience, then starts looking at these sensors and how they can enhance the existing proven form of exercise, uh, such as indoor cycling, such as potentially yoga mm-hmm. or, or strength training or stretching. How do these sensors actually help uh, focused periods of time of your workout? Do you versus imagine sensors the- all over people? Like they put them on their bodies to do that? Uh, like certain- yoga. Give an example of yoga. You guys are working on other things besides yep. cycling. So yep. strength training, you have to sell them some sort of weight situation, <laughs> I guess. Or yep. yoga, maybe a mat. I'm not sure. Right. There are many, many ways. For example, yoga. You, you There are clothing out there that actually mm-hmm. tracks the contraction of your muscle and mm-hmm. the usage of your muscle and how much the muscles are actually stretching. Um, there are bands that are tracking your perspiration on, on the skin. Uh 
And of course, yoga heart rate is is important as well. So、mm-hmm. maybe you want to maintain within a reasonable heart rate zone. For strength training, clothing becomes the wearable、uh, to another level, which is fabric tracking the electric pulses in your in your muscle. Those can also be very much informative, but also critical to maybe. Doing what、right、you're、job. trying to achieve,、right. uh, as so、part of the workout, you could, in that case, you know, you know on a, on a bike, the thing is right in front of you. Like、yep. you can look at the thing. When you're doing yoga, you'd have to look at a screen, presumably, correct?、Yep. A larger screen, so it would be a television experience. So one idea is a television experience, such as Apple TV,、mm-hmm. which supports actually your second screen experience. You、right. have the the video there, and you have the digital. Uh, metrics part, either either on your on your iPad or actually on the right side of the screen、uh, of your television. But at the same time, Peloton also manufactures its own console as、mm-hmm. well. So I mean, we chose the size of a console. There's nothing that kind of stops us from making a larger console, like a larger console as a home entertainment exercise. fitness exercise console. Right. So there's there's all all these ideas and possibilities that we already have the experience and. Resources of doing already actually. So, well, if I recall, Nintendo or one of them, we the Wii platform tried that with things that you jumped on, and you know there was a platform. If I, I, I had some, there there were all kinds of things that didn't really work out. That didn't、yep. continue. What was the fault there? Because I recall a platform that you'd have to jump on and off if you remember the exercise. Yes,、platform. absolutely. The、uh, I think it was. Cardio step, step platform,、yes. mm-hmm. uh, where you know you're you're stepping up, out, down,、um, mm-hmm. and, and Microsoft and, is the thing is they were watching your body movement and stuff like that. Yep, I think Microsoft、uh, Fitness just、um, started to wind down.、Mm-hmm. Uh, I think、uh, two weeks ago yeah, or three、so、weeks、what? ago. So I think I think a lot of it is they took it, they looked at what is out there, and they looked at what they have, and they thought about the experience within the confines of the existing platform they have. Right. Which is for Xbox, the Xbox platform,、mm-hmm. and for Nintendo, the Nintendo platform.、Um, and Nintendo actually, I, I believe, it was Nintendo actually tried to create an indoor cycling all-in-one with a console twenty-five,、uh, thirty years ago、mm-hmm. with a CRT tube. <laughs> so,、um, so for us, I think our the difference for us is that we have our co-founders John, Tom, Graham,、mm-hmm. and myself have all been avid, avid users. Of the indoor cycling、uh, experience and also other HIT experience, we focus on the experience first and foremost. We forget about the technology and we we just look at the experience and see why people love this experience. So、um, these things were because they were add-ons to their they were playing games and why not also play exactly, tennis. Exactly, tennis. They, my kids played it for a while. I have to say, and then just didn't. There's a novelty, and then、yeah. and then I think the、tennis、focus.、One. Right, it, it's it's there's a novelty part of it, and, and you then, held the thing in your hand. You、all. held the thing in hand, and and novelty, and then once it wears off, the content is stagnant. It's always the same style.、Um, and then for Peloton, it's it's not a indoor cycling experience on top of a gaming console or a a rider on top of、uh, another thing. This is the core experience. We have entire you know studio broadcast studio dedicated to producing this content.、Uh, you know, we have lighting, we have sound, we have. The instructors are are the best amongst the class for this type of content. So every piece of the experience and the ecosystem has to be focused around being the best in class for cycling, for indoor cycling, you, for exercise, for fitness. Prevent it from being a fad because fad that's exercise is like plagued by fads. Like、yep. either there are new kinds of exercise places or new. Suddenly it's the Zumba, and then it's this, and then it's that, and they shift. And then there's boxing and stuff like that. It has this issue. 
Yeah. So for us, you have to define what the experience is. You cannot just listen to every suggestion there is about what a fitness routine is. We have our defined program. We have our defined training program for our content. We have defined uh, what this experience uh, people at home are committing to for, for 45 minutes, the routine. And we, we take it very seriously how we interact with our, with our users and what type of uh, feedback they're providing to continue to make sure that we're not diluting our experience. We're not, you know, uh, right. uh, veering off too much. All right. So, but you have to get new stuff like yoga and things like that. Right? Well, we don't have to get the new stuff. I think mm-hmm. the experience on the bike is the experience on the bike. It is mm-hmm. not going to be diluted by, oh, you know, for the next two minutes, let's do well, some We'll talk yoga. about where that could go. You could have VR. <laughs> you could have suddenly VR so you're actually in the class. But we'll oh. talk about that in a second. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Wonder Capital. You probably know someone who has installed solar panels in their home. Small and medium-sized businesses want to go solar too, but financing for commercial solar isn't easy to get. Wonder Capital is helping solve that problem. It allows individuals to invest in their solar funds, which go directly to helping these small and medium-sized U.S. businesses go solar. Since the beginning of the year, Wonder has originated over $25 million worth of solar projects. When businesses repay their loans to Wonder, you receive monthly cash flows in the form of interest payments. Wonder Capital doesn't take any fees for investing your money. Two funds are available. The Wonder Income Fund returns 6% per year during a 10-year period, and the Wonder Bridge Fund returns 11% per year during a two-year period. These funds are asset-backed, and the assets being the solar panel. Learn how you can begin earning up to 11% returns at wondercapital.com slash recode. That's W-U-N-D-E-R capital.com slash recode. I'd also like to tell you about Recode Media with Peter Kafka. So usually I'm in San Francisco, but this week I am in New York City, and I took the chance to visit Peter Kafka in his den of iniquity here in New York, where he tapes Recode Media. Admit it, this is what you imagine the Peter Kafka podcast. It kind of is. Like. It kind of fits you. It, it smells, smells like, like beer. Yeah. It's a little grimy. It's kind of grumpy and dark. It's, it's kind, kind of, of perfect. Welcome. I can't believe you drag famous people in here. They willingly show up. They willingly show up. So tell me about your latest guest. Oh man, this guy's great, Gary Vaynerchuk. Yes, Gary V. He's got a great immigrant story. Came mm-hmm. over from I think Russia or the Ukraine. Lived in a tiny apartment. His dad eventually ran a wine business. Gary figured out how to turn that into Mr. an internet wine. business. This is in the mid '90s mm-hmm. when the internet was going on AOL.com. Since then, Gary has turned himself into both a digital media businessman. He, he has a marketing company, but he's also a personality. He is. People love him. Capital Gary P V fans are everywhere. It's really fascinating. On on the whenever I mention him or texting or doing anything with him in a social media platform, the fans pile on. I met him like two thousand seven, two thousand eight, and he still seemed like he was going to be a novelty. Right? Mm-hmm. It was if you, if you showed up on YouTube, you were a YouTube star and. He was the YouTube wine guy. Mm-hmm. But he's a really big deal. I went and saw him, and, and we, did, we did a thing, a speaking thing in Nashville. He draws a huge crowd. Yeah, he's inspirational. He's voluble, mm-hmm. which is, he's a great podcast guy. Yeah, great. I can't wait to hear. Thanks. You can find Recode Media on iTunes, Google Play Music, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We're here with Yoni Fang, who's the CTO and co-founder, correct, correct. of Peloton, which is a indoor spin biking Gadget, really. That's what it, correct? <laughs> like you're a gadget, but you're also a, a class that isn't a class. Correct. I think the appeal we were wondering is this going to appeal to your to your gadget? Uh, Obsessed. Hu- you do uh, have a popular, you're, you're moving to Silicon. You're, you have an, a studio in New York, correct? Where correct. else? We have a studio in New York, and that is our main studio. Mm-hmm. Our plan is not to expand 
uh, to more number of studios. Right. We only want one broadcast studio, and maybe in the future, if we go international, we might want to create one or two more for time zone reasons. Right. But mainly, uh, are you bringing it to California? Since a lot of your users seem to be, a lot of the VCs seem to like Peloton. Yeah, certainly. I would. I would love to have a studio in California myself,、uh, mm-hmm. but that is not in the plans right now.、Uh, we want to. Use our studio here to really focus on the quality of the. So you're、content. not getting into the Soul Cycle business. We are not getting into. But the they、studio. are getting into yours. That, apparently, they've discussed it. They, yes, that is something that the idea of selling Soul Cycle bikes and then broadcasting from their studios. Yes,、uh, that that has been mentioned many times. I, I have not personally seen any concrete.、Uh, Demonstration or product demos、uh, yet? Well, it's it's not unusual that they would try to do something like that to expand their businesses. Yes, absolutely. We, we've been、uh, we've been anticipating actually a direct a competitor,、cut. you know, for some time, and it's actually been、uh, curious、uh, why it kind of hasn't happened. Why hasn't it happened? Well, I think、uh, that's a very good question. It's、um, if we look at what we're doing, right? We're We're on the manufacturing side of gym equipment.、Mm-hmm. Um, the Pelham bike is innovated in design and engineering, and we are also producing content. So imagine your your HBO Netflix、uh, developing original content for this platform, and we have the daily platform, which is the real time leaderboard, the the achievements, gamification, the the user profile, the cloud platform that is powering the data portion of the real time and offline experience、uh, for users. So the, these three pillars or verticals are, are you know, traditionally very separate until recent years.、Um, right. And for us, we're one of the first in the specifically focused in the indoor so, cycling. So what else could you do with this data? Let's talk about what could could people wear Peloton, you know, watches that kind of stuff that has that information. Or what's the concept? Is that you want more information from people? Yeah. So our direction is not to be a A fitness bit, app, yeah. You know, of indoor cycling,、right. uh, uh, we we are not really interested in what what your entire twenty four hour, what your sleep pattern is when you're、mm-hmm. sleeping after taking a Peloton. What、that、do you think of a, all those? Well, um, they sort of go in and out. They're like bread machines. <laughs> yeah, that, that I think I think quantifies majority quantified quantified self, self、yeah. uh, movement, which is、uh, measuring every single bit of information about your body, about yourself,、mm-hmm. and then providing analytics about your way of life, your lifestyle.、Uh, it's super useful. I love it myself. I think for Peloton is a drastically different direction than that. It is not a health tracking platform that is tracking every moment of your life.、Right. It is to provide you with an、Fitness、active.、Classes. Forty-five minute engagement, focus engagement in that sense, and and our definition of offline experience is your connection to our instructors and your connection with other people, with other people who are who、so、have taken this where class. Where does that go? Do you could you imagine a, a VR experience or an AR experience? So me personally,、uh, before the launch of Peloton Bike, I you know bought an Oculus VR.、Mm-hmm. Um, of course I, you did. <laughs>、um, I had to,、uh, and、uh, and of course I actually、uh, emailed Oculus、uh, VR a few. Time saying, there's something we can do together. I've always been interested in this area.、Mm-hmm. Unfortunately for myself, actually,、uh, I can use a maximum of probably five minutes of VR before I get nauseous. Right. And I think in, in every Gear VR, the newest、uh, Oculus VR、uh, product that's、uh, supposedly they approved that. Right. And and of course the future announced PlayStation and Xbox VR experience are closely monitored by me personally and and other members of our engineering team. We actually created a few demo classes. On the Gear、mm-hmm. VR platform to、right. see how it was. So people would be in; they'd be in their home, get on、yep. the bike, and then they would put on the VR thing. 
looking it, completely ridiculous, <laughs> and then they would be in the class. Right. So, so kind of you're sweating on the Gear VR, and you know, kind of fogging up the lens a little bit. But you know, the experience of it, it really felt real. You're mm-hmm. you're inside that's the, the studio. That's the point of VR. Yeah. I, think. <laughs> I believe that's the definition. Yeah. It was it was a great translation, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there are a few maturity uh, cycles needed for the for the hardware. Uh, and the delivery platform of the VR platform before we can really start thinking about having people put this on for 45 minutes, 90 minutes uh, Mm -hmm. to have a very high energy, your heart rate is 150, 170 It's uh, a big device to put on your head to be exercising in. Exactly, exactly. But do you see a time? Is that where it's going? Do you imagine? Or can people just go to classes? I mean, because there is an analog life where you you truck yourself down to the to the exercise studio. Yeah, and I think one thing that we've proven at, in, at Peloton is that there is this need for people who want to work out on their own terms. Mm-hmm. I think you can draw a parallel between that and Netflix and, and your cable company. Well, t- to draw that parallel, how would you, that you want to watch on demand and you want to get the food when you want it and things like that. And, and you want to you want to wake up at uh, 6.30 and realize you woke up half an hour late and you still want to do your workout. And mm-hmm. now you traditionally you would maybe drive to your studio but now, you know, your bike is right there. You can take that workout at, at 6.30 and still make it on time to work. So the on-demand economy, this is also, on. you've got all the buzzwords. <laughs> you're on-demand, your cloud, your sharing, everything else. Yeah, yeah, metric. Yeah. Do you, so talk, in that on-demand economy, do you, where does it extend to from your perspective as, as an engineer? You know, I think having accessible the hardware platform and the cloud platform and the content being available to anyone at any moment in time, HBO Go, um, Netflix, On Demand, you can binge watch the entire season. For Peloton, you can you can look at what classes you guys, uh, your friends took. Um, and, and that live class might have been in just a, a bad time that, that you want to take it later on. Anytime you want, right? You, you don't have to find a babysitter uh, you, because you can just take that class right there. Your kid is right next to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that convenience is what we found, what attracts people to our cycling experience. Your CEO has talked about doing an IPO. Do you see that in the future? Or do you look at GoPro and just cry? Maybe <laughs> not so much. There's GoPro and there's a, a few there's other a platforms. A bunch of them. Yeah. Had some troubles. Um, yeah, definitely. I think for us, uh, we're really focusing on um, growing, your- growing growth and also um, being a focused fitness platform. Um, not not in the Fitbit style, but but in okay, you have a cycling form of exercise. Uh, we actually just released uh, Beyond the Right content, which are yoga and and weight training. Um, and in the future, we'll be looking at a few uh, high intensity interval training uh, as well. And then there might be other types of product along that same line that goes along. Yeah, and yeah. we were really looking to bring these experiences to a broader audience. So, as a startup, you worked at other places, Cisco and and Skype and other places. What is the thing, I ask everybody this, what is the thing that you've done that you think you did well? And what's the thing you didn't anticipate, the mistake you made? Yeah, certainly. So um, I think what we've done well is, is really focus on delivering. Every single project they work on, uh, we put a, okay, we're going to release the bike January 2014. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, of course, that's not the first deadline. <laughs> right. It was probably the third deadline. But everything we do, we, we look at what we can do in the short term. Two mm-hmm. or three months with a tight deadline for delivery, um, so that we're keeping ourselves uh, disciplined 
in creating features that only features that people will like. So we're creating these features, we're testing them, and then we're going back and asking ourselves, is this the right feature that we created? And should we create more of similar features or, or actually pull back on, on this a little bit because this is the wrong direction? And, and we're not wasting too much because we're evaluating in a very frequent basis. And, um, and I think the part that, that we didn't do too well is, um, well, I guess Skype is not really a hardware play. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the first time we are creating and delivering a 150-pound right. piece hard. of metal. Yeah, <laughs> There's a lot of... Uh, um, Possible snafus. Yes. Yeah. That, that you we can always did not, fix software, right? Right. You can always fix software. And, and, and the hardware cycle is, is something we're kind of uh, learning on People the People are job. more tolerant of software, even, though, even if it's awful. Um, Hence, Apple... Well, mail continues <laughs> to be terrible. I definitely do not want Peloton to be uh, associated with the uh, okayness of that software. It can right. go wrong. It's no, absolutely. But I'm saying when the hardware people are not, they, it has to work. Right. Absolutely. So the uh, the hardware, including logistics, delivery, and also all the areas of the development of the hardware is something that we are, I guess, the part that us uh, as traditionally software people it's hard to people do. it was but uh, there's gonna be more and more of that of combination absolutely of, uh, in the real world delivery and everything else and absolutely and so. and these are areas that we make huge strides in, in in improvements and learning continuously but day one it was a little rough but uh <laughs> day you know some 186 were, were, were much better excellent well you just let me know when we're going to replace the human body and we just download ourselves into the thing and then we don't have to worry about any of this shit. and do virtual uh, virtual workouts with your virtual avatar That's why would great. you work out if you didn't have a body oh. <laughs> why would you eat everything else we'll get into that later thank you yoni i really appreciate it. it was great talking to you and thank you for coming by Thank you so much. If you enjoyed this interview as much as I did, be sure to subscribe to the show. Be the first to listen to future episodes or catch up on previous episodes, including some really fantastic interviews I've done with Lyft co-founder John Zimmer, comedian Chelsea Handler, and Coursera president Daphne Kohler, just to name a few. All those interviews and more are at recode.net slash decode. Now that you're done with this, why not try our other podcast? Recode Media with Peter Kafka comes out every Thursday. On Fridays, I host Too Embarrassed to Ask along with Lauren Good of The Verge. And on Recode Replay, you can find audio from our events like the Code Conference, Peter Kafka's Code Media, and Jason Del Rey's Code Commerce. Thanks for listening, and thank you to our sponsors, Audible and Wonder Capital. Thanks also to Digital Media, which distributes this show. This has been another episode of Recode Decode. Remember to subscribe to the show and leave us a review at iTunes.com slash Recode Decode. I'll be back here on Monday with another great guest. Tune in then.